Hey, thank you for listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are streamed. You can also visit PraiseChapelLasVegas.com and follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas to stay connected with PCLV. Thank you again for listening. Here comes today's message. Right now, you know, I want to kick off a, a series, a two-part series, amen, uh, in, a, in the time that we, what we need to do as a church today, amen. So uh, let's just bow our heads right there and just pray for this message, amen. Father, we just thank you, Lord. I thank you for everything that has taken place, Father. We thank you that we are here and the doors are open to come together as a church, as a body assembled, Father, God, and worship together, Father. Together, Lord, we, we, we're united. Together, we're stronger, Father. And so I pray right now that you open up our hearts, our ears, Lord, those that have an ear. Let them hear what the Spirit of the Lord will say. And they will hear the voice behind the voice, Father God. Holy Spirit, we come as you're already here. And we ask that you start to move right now in the way that you do. And, Father, we pray that we can leave this place, Father, with hope, faith, and love, Father God. And we thank you in Jesus' name. And everyone says... Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As I said, I'm going to start this two-part mini-series that I entitled Legalizing God. Legalizing God. While the world's trying to legalize everything else but God, we as a church need to legalize God and bring him back into our nation and into our world. Can somebody say amen? Especially, like I said, what's going on in the world today, we need to make God legal in order to to give the world hope. Amen. You and I have to make a decision, amen, to legalize God in our lives. God is looking for a house to dwell in. Last week I ministered on making God a house, amen. But we need to be a house that God dwells in. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 through 20, it says this, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price. So honor God with your body. God is looking for a body to dwell in, amen, so that he can be legal, listen, in our lives. If God is in our lives, he's legal in our marriages. He's legal in our ministries. He's legal in this world and in everything that we do. God has always sent an invitation to us, but you have to accept the invitation. Come on, right? If you ever get invited, amen, and, and, uh, uh, or to a wedding, amen, it says to respond by, and you've got, you've got to accept the invitation. And so today... I'm going to show you how to make God legal through our lives. Amen? If we can make God legal, if we can make him legal in our church, then victory, church, is always going to be ours. Come on. How many want to stand in victory? How many want victory? Hallelujah. Oh, you don't sound it. I said, how many want victory in this place? Come on. Somebody say amen. Amen. I don't know about you, but I want victory. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta be confident in victory. You know, you you can't just say, uh, "You want victory? Yeah, I want victory." 
Come on, you, you gotta you gotta have that. You gotta want victory. You gotta you gotta seek for it. You gotta it has to be in your tone. It has to be in your your walk. It has to be uh, how you look. I mean, victory has to be in your face. Come on, it has to be it. You got you got when you see somebody, you gotta say, man, that that person walks in victory. That that, that person walks with some confidence. And we as a church have to walk in this. Can somebody say amen? So we want to make them legal in our lives so we can always have victory in our lives. Amen. And I want to use uh, this mini-series right here, and I'm going to use this text. Amen. In Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, and it says this, that therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Emmanuel. Now understand that we need to make God legal in our homes. That way, order can come into our homes. While the world is trying to push God out, we, the church, somebody say the church, we need to push God back in. And we do it by legalizing God in our lives. What do I mean by that? Well, let's go all the way back to the beginning. I want to go back all the way back to the garden. Amen. Let's go back to the beginning of creation to bring you an understanding what God wants to do, and how we can make him legal. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 to 28, it says this. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in numbers. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Amen? It says God created humans, human beings, in his own image. His image, church, is his character, because God has no physical body. We are a reflection of his glory. Can somebody say amen? Our speech, our reason, our self-determination is the image of God. That's, uh, but it says that God gave dominion to mankind. He gave dominion to humans. Now, the word human in the land comes from two words. The first word is humus, which we get where, where, where we, which means earth or, or ground. In other words, dirt. Are you following me? So we are people made of dirt. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 7 says, The Lord formed the man from the dust of the ground. The second word is man, which is the spirit being. That's what, what's made in the image of God. So a human is a spirit made in what? Dirt. A spirit, a human is a spirit made in dirt. That's why in funerals it says from dust to dust. Amen. The body goes back to the dirt. It goes back to the earth. But the spirit the most important part goes back to God. Are you following me? Amen. So we are a spirit that is housed in a dirt clay vessel. Listen, any spirit without a physical body is illegal. Spirits are, ele are, are, are illegal here on earth because God gave dominion to spirits with Bodies. Satan is a spirit. Demons and angels are a spirit. God 
is a spirit. When God gave spirits a body, it became a fixed law. When God speaks, it becomes law. Can somebody say amen? Back in the garden, man had dominion. Man was in good relationships, good standings, and good fellowship with God. The Bible says that God would walk in the cool of the day with Adam. But watch this. Now Satan comes into the garden looking for a body. Because spirits without bodies are illegal. I want you to follow me, church. Satan could not just walk into the garden. He didn't have a right to. So what does he do? He negotiates with the serpent for his body to make him legal. Now he was able to go into the garden and to tempt Eve. Because the Satan, because the serpent gave its body, God cursed the serpent. He says, you're going to crawl on the belly uh, uh, and you're going to eat the dust of the earth the rest of your life. Now, you can do some research on it, amen. They, back then, they said that the, the, uh, the serpent, amen, uh, stood upright, amen, and actually had legs. And God cursed him. And so you can, you, there's a debate about that, but you can do some research on it. I looked at it, and, but this is what it is. So here, God curses that serpent. He says, you know what? Because you gave your body to, to Satan, amen, I'm, I'm going to curse you, and you're going to eat from the dust of the earth and crawl on it for the rest of your life. Now, when Adam and Eve listened to the serpent who was possessed by the devil himself, that dominion at that time was transferred, listen, from the human race to Satan. At that time, Satan became the prince of the, of the, earth, of the air, the god of this world. Doesn't the Bible say that? He is a, the prince of the air, amen? So at that time, it was a transfer. That, at that time, that's when sickness came. That is when disease came. That is when death came, amen, and all the other junk that we deal with today, amen, because dominion was transferred to Satan. Now, you might say, why didn't God stop the serpent? Because God has fixed laws. They had dominion. And I'm glad that he didn't step in because if he would have stepped in, his word would not be good then and it would not be good today, church. But God did speak from the spirit world that day. And he says, all right, Satan, you, you won that battle. You won that battle. But the same woman that you were to bring corruption into the earth, I'm going to use her body, listen, to get me a body to make myself legal here on earth. She's going to provide the dirt, but I'm going to provide the spirit. She's going to provide the house, but I'm going to provide the resident. She's going to provide a way that God can come back legally and take back everything that the devil has stolen from us in this fall. Come on, somebody. So when God spoke this, amen, in the spirit realm, at that moment, demons began to tremble. The devil got scared, and so did his boyfriend. Knowing that God, listen. Knowing that God was going to come through this earth through a woman. In this flesh to make Christ legal here on earth. You read stories in the Old Testament, New Testament of, of, of pharaohs and kings who are trying to kill babies. And they were wondering, is this a time that God was going to come legally back to earth? 
Because he needs a body, church, to be legal. Matthew chapter 2, 16 and 18, it says that Herod was furious. Here's a, here's a king, amen. He was furious when he realized that the wise men outwitted him. So he sent soldiers to kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under based on the wise man's report when the first star appeared or the first appearance of the star. So here, Satan is always trying to take out Jesus. This was his plan. He said, you know what? He's going to come in here. He needs a body to be legal. Amen. And so they're trying to stop the movement of God. They're trying to stop us coming in and Christ coming into this. And so we need to build God a house. In Genesis chapter 1, 9 verse 1, it says, Now God blessed Noah and his sons, saying to them, Be fruitful, increase in numbers, and fill it. So back there in the garden when the fall happened, uh, God started the process uh, of finding a resident, finding the woman, uh, finding uh, uh, that he can come back legally to earth. Amen. And so he starts the building process. And so he comes to a man named Noah. And he tells Noah, I want you to be my covenant man. He tells him, I want you to get busy. I'm using busy as a little slight term, amen, and start making babies. Just get busy. Because I need a house to come into earth legally and to break the curse of sin. Now, Noah had a great-grandson by the name of Abraham. And Abraham told him, he says, you know what, you need to make some babies too. At that time, the devil was looking for a young Jewish girl to have a baby. But the devil never thought it would come through a 99-year-old woman and a 100-year-old man to have a baby. Come on. Are you following me, church? This would be the family line, the family tree that Jesus, the Messiah, would come through. In Genesis chapter 17, verses 1 to 2, it says this. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully, be blameless, and then I will make a, my covenant between me and you, and you will be, you will greatly increase in numbers. Verse 17, it says, Abraham fell to his face. Look it. He fell face down and he laughed and said to him, Will a son be born to a man who's a hundred years old? Will Sarah bear a child at the age of 99? He, he couldn't understand it. He, he comes and I'm going to use you, Abraham. I, I need a house. I need some dirt, and you're the house that you're going to provide, and it's going to come through your wife, amen. And so I'm going to use this, amen. And so he, he couldn't believe it. He's like, we're going to have a baby at 99 years old. I mean, my wife couldn't even think of having a baby right now in her age, and I won't even say her age, amen. See how good I am? Ninety-seven, hallelujah. In Genesis 21, verse, verses 1 to 3, it says this. Now the Lord was gracious to Sarah. And as he said, had said, and the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. She became pregnant, bore a son to Abraham in his old age. At the very time God had promised, Abraham gave the name Isaac to the son Sarah bore him. Abraham was 100 years old. 
when uh, his son Isaac was born to him. So here God is looking for a house, right? Are you following me? He's looking for a way to come back and to make himself legal here on earth. So Isaac then has two sons. One is named Jacob, and God tells Jacob, I'm going to use you. I, I need some dirt. I need a house. I I'm going to use you. It's in Genesis chapter uh, 32, 28. It says this, your name will no longer be Jacob. The man told him, from now on you will be called Israel because you have fought with God and with man and have won. See, God comes to uh, Jacob here and he tells you, you know what, I'm going to use you, but I have a problem with you. I don't like your name. How I many know that God didn't like some of our names here? Come on, he didn't like your street name. He didn't like the names that people called you, amen. Uh, he didn't like the names that society has placed on you. How many know that when you came to God, he says, I'm going to change your name, amen. You're no longer going to be uh, 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 referred to that. You're going to be my son. You're going to be my daughter. So he comes to Jacob. He says, you know what? I, I don't like your name because it means worm. It means deceiver. So I'm going to change your name to Israel. Now God got him a nation, church. Come on, somebody. God has got himself a nation. In Genesis 29, 35, it says, Once again, Leah became pregnant and gave birth to another son, and she named him Judah. For she says, Now I will praise the Lord. So here Jacob had a son by the name of Judah. Judah in the Hebrew means praise. Out of him came the tribe of Judah. And the tribe of Judah is where who came out of? Jesus. Are you seeing the connection, church? Are you seeing what God did all the way from the back of the garden when the devil came and ripped us off? When the devil came and took dominion in this world? When the devil came and legal himself, legalized himself here on earth to, to become uh, the prince of the air, the God of this world, amen. Here God says, you know what? I'm going to make my way back, amen. And I'm going to bring a, a deliverer. I'm going to bring someone that's going to save my people, amen. And I'm going to come back legally here on earth. It starts using the process of the men and women in the Bible, amen, to this place of Judah, amen. In Matthew chapter 2, verse 6, it says, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, amen, by our no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Now Judah had a great-great-grandson who had a great-great-granddaughter, by the name of Mary. Are you following me now, church? Who's Mary? The mother of Jesus. Now, God would choose Mary to bring Jesus into this world in order to make God legal here on earth. See, God is looking for vessels. God is looking for a house to dwell in. How many know that you made God legal? You are the only Jesus that people see, church. Now, God can do whatever God wants to do. He's God. But he needs people. He needs a house to dwell in, to show himself, to make himself legal here on earth, church. And God is looking for a house. And then as we ministered, as I ministered last week, a building got a house. We want to build God a house. We got to have a heart for that. Amen. 
you know, we're going to be a people that, that have a heart after God. We got to have it in our hearts. So you know what? I want to build God a house. I want to build a God a house, whether it's in my home. I want to build a God a house, amen, that we can come and we can worship and we can dwell in. But God is looking for bodies, individual bodies, that you can make himself legal. See, how many know that you make also Satan legal? The evil that goes around this world, he comes and he possesses a body to do what he does, church. So these two forces are fighting to come and take resident within us, amen. But we, say I, we are the ones that give the invitation. So when we do an altar call and people get accepted and accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, what you're doing is that you're inviting God to say, you know what, I want you to be the ruler of my life. I want you to be the king of my life, the, the Lord of my life. The, come on, I, I want you to come. I accept you. I believe in you, man. I, I believe that you died for me. And so you accept Jesus into your life. And now he kicks out the other person. Because how many know they, both of them can't dwell together? Yeah. A house divided cannot stand, amen. You're either going to be submissive to one or to the other, amen. You got to, there has to be a devotion. There has to be a submission. There has to be say, God, I choose you. This morning, you, you had to make a decision. God, I choose you. I die to myself. I, I die to this flesh. I, I die to everything that's within me, God. I want you to be Lord of my life. I want you to dwell inside of me, God. I, I want to be a representative of you. I, I want to make yourself legal right here by using my life. Amen. I, I want to speak your truth. Amen. I, by making you legal in my life. You give me the words. Holy Spirit, dwell in me. Now, when you're out in the world thinking you're doing whatever you want to do, no. You gave somebody a, a place in your life. Come on, somebody. You gave them a place. You, you're either going to live for God or you're going to live for him. You're not going to live for yourself. Those, those are the two. When all this is done and over, let me tell you, there is heaven and then there's what? Hell. There's not, well, I'm going to my world. You're, you're not going to your world. You're not going... I'm going to go, no, no, no. Those are the two things. Those are the two areas. When God, when you face God Almighty, amen, he's going to ask you a question, amen. He's going to say, what did you do with my son Jesus, amen. He's going to see if your name is written in the book of life, amen. And if it's not there, let me tell you, he'll say, away from me. And he'll send us to the other place called hell. Or he'll find our name. He says, well done, good and faithful servant. Come. And sharing God in my happiness. Those are the two decisions that we make. We either serve God or we don't serve God. See, the thing is, because of the dominion that was transferred, free will comes into our life. We choose what we want to do. Come on. The devil didn't make you do it. We can use that line all the time, church. The devil made me do it. That's why I did it. No, no, no. You did it. All the devil can do is what? Tempt you. Just tempt you. You can put it in front of you, doesn't make you touch it, make you drink it, make you smoke it, doesn't do any of that. You make your own decision. Now, he can be very convincing, and he uses people, come on, somebody, who have made them saying legal in their lives to cause you to fall into sin. Right? Got pressure, peer pressure. That's why God says, you know what? Don't associate with that company. 
Bad company, what? Corrupts character, our morals. You got to get assembled with God's people. That's why we got to make a choice to make a separation from the world. Come on, don't, don't be friends of the world. Now, we, can, we have friends of the world, but don't be friends of them. You don't hang out. There's, there's some decisions that we need to make. If we're going to be true followers of Christ's church, when I got saved, when I got rededicated my life to the Lord, let me tell you, I had to break a lot of ties from old friends because if I didn't, guess what? Bad company corrupts my character. You know, I go back, I'll minister to them. I love my friends, amen, but I don't hang out with them. They can come to my house, they can hang out with me because we got good company over here. <laughs> but when I go there, I got to watch myself. Now, I don't close up myself out and say, you guys are bad and you guys are evil, ugly. And I still, I, I would go to functions and I would have to, you know, hey, I make my time, my parents, see my, see my family, love them. But once they got crazy, it was my time to bounce. Nothing's too strong. The devil sets you up. Now, I'm not going to position myself in there. I remember going to a family function and I just went there as I was barely saved, very barely. <laughs> I was barely saved. <laughs> I've been saved for like a few years, amen. And so I'm, I'm, I'm a little strong, amen. I'm, I, there's no intentions of me going back, but I, I'm hanging out just with my family. I say, I'm going to pay some respects. There's a birthday party going. And I picked up, uh, you know, they had drinks uh, on the table and it looked like punch. And I drank it and it was alcohol. And I said, oh, my Lord, what the devil set me up. I spit it out. Because I know what alcohol tastes like, amen. I didn't say, is this really that alcohol? Alcohol? <laughs> I, I didn't do that, amen. I knew right when I tasted, I tasted these buds, I said, this is, this is alcohol, amen. I, I was set up, amen. So things like that, you can fall and trip. And so what I said, I told my wife, this, this balance is go, I can't be here. Because I made God legal in my life. I'm not going to pollute it with anything. So things that you listen, listen, church. Things that you see, all go into your temple. And if you're allowing these things to come, there's, there's, there's a decision that God says, okay, you know what? I can't watch this movie with you. I'm gone. And guess who comes knocking and says, hey, keep watching. I'll, I'll watch it with you. <laughs> things that you want to do, let me tell you, those are things that God draws a line. God does not compromise. God does not compromise. God says, you know, you're either in it or out. You know, I, 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 you gotta, you, if you're doing things like that, I can't stay here. And when he's not there, church, let me tell you that there's a separation. Because the only thing that separates you from sin, uh, from God is sin. Right? That's the only thing that, so if things are not there and you don't feel God, you got to check yourself. God in mind, right standings. Now, when we fall, make mistakes, we're all going to fall. Because we all fall short of God's glory, right? There's no one perfect. There's no none righteous. Amen. We know that because the flesh rises up at times and we got to do, and sometimes we respond to the flesh. Amen. But we got to catch ourselves because the Holy Spirit our friend, our comforter is always there to say, hey, 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 hey. Oh, yeah. Be nice. Be nice. Don't do it. Leave. Go. Whatever you got to do. Let me, let me thank God for the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit comes and he says, I'm going to send you. When he, when he went back to, to heaven, went back to the heavenlies, went back to the Father. He says, I'm going to send you a comforter. I'm going to send you a friend. I'm going to send you someone that's going to guide you and teach you. Help to keep me legalized in your life. 
Holy Spirit helps us to keep God legal in our home, in our lives, church. He teaches us. He's a great friend. He's a great counselor. He's a he 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 is he's the buddy that you need. Come on, we 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 there's but let me tell you, there's people out there, but let me tell you, the Holy Spirit will never let you down. He's always there. You you call him, amen. Help me move. I'm moving house. He'll always be there. You call people, help us move. Nobody shows up. Come on, let's be, let's be honest, hallelujah. Come on, but the Holy Spirit's always there with us. He'll take care of us. So you see the process of God wanting to be legal here on earth. He knows, he, he has a fixed law. He abides by his own law, church. And so he made the process all the way from the fall of the garden, amen, to bring us back into submission, to bring us back under leadership, under God, amen. He had to come here legally to break the curse of sin. He had to come back here legally, and he came through a woman. He came through a house to dwell in in order for him to be legal. And now God's looking for houses to dwell in. And in this time and hour that we're in, church, we need to legalize God in our lives. I'm going to continue on part two as I go. And it, gets, it gets gooder, church. It, it's, it's great to see the connection of what God does, amen, and his plan all the way from the garden. He had a plan from the fall to bring us back to redemption with, through Jesus Christ, amen. There, there's been a plan, but he had to make himself legalize it. You can see the process as we went through a few things here of how God started to orchestrate this house-building process. And he started with Noah. Why Noah? Come on. Right? Because everybody else was wiped out. Remember? God God was going to wipe everybody out. But Noah, thank God for Noah. Amen. Come on, somebody say, thank you, Noah. Come on, thank God for someone that was righteous and upright and holy at that time. That God says, you know what? I'm going to start it all over with you, Noah, and your family. And here he uses Noah, and we from Noah it goes from to Abraham, and you can see the process all the way to Judah, amen, to all the way down the line to Mary. We're going to go a little deeper next week, amen, but God's looking for a house to legalize himself. Remember, God sends the invitation, but you got to accept him in order to make him legal. In Luke chapter 1, the, the angel of the Lord came to Mary with this plan. But how many know that Mary had to accept the plan? And he tells her in Luke chapter 138, Mary, Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything that you've said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Her response, church, was, say, was you know, when the Lord came and says, you're going to bear, and how can I bear a child? I'm a virgin. And, and he says, the Holy Spirit's going to come up upon you. And he says, you know what? Whatever you say, I'm the Lord's servant. Whatever you say, Lord, I will do. May it come true. And so she accepted the invitation. She accepted to take this resident. She provided the dirt, but God provided the spirit. When we accept Jesus Christ into our lives, we make him legal here on earth, church. He becomes legal in our homes, marriages, and life. When Christ is legal in our homes, it connects us, listen, back to the Father. This was a plan that was always in existence in the fall of man back in the garden. Amen.
Amen. We're here, church, to legalize God. Somebody say amen. Why don't we all stand up here?